Hey friends, welcome to Everyday Mealmanship. My name is Ty Evans and this week we got a good Meal Tip Tuesday for you. We talk about how we need to be, what we want our meals to become. And we take questions about our Everyday Mealmanship Challenge we've been putting out every week. Uh, working through problems at the Lope and introducing young mules to the herd and a whole bunch of other good stuff. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to ask you a favor if you could. Leave us a five-star review if you like it. And let you let your friends know about this podcast and share it with them. But uh, thank you for listening. Here we go. Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. Uh, I got a couple people on, so we'll get going here. Um, boy, it's been a been a long day. We drove down to Sayurita, Arizona. We're here for our first clinic, and wanted to do this outside. There's a pretty sunset, but the wind's blowing, and dogs are barking, and Kids are coyotes are going coyotes off. are howling and the kids are whining and all sorts of stuff. But uh, anyways, it feels like the week's flown by since our, our last meal tip Tuesday. We've been getting packed up, ready to go, and getting the mules vaccinated and coggins done and health certificates and travel permits and got audited by the DOT and yeah, that was fun. Shared sheep, helped with cows. It's been it's been a blur. <laughs> so all I've been doing is packing up the trailer yeah but uh we're sure glad to be back on the road here and and uh glad to be back doing clinic so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend I'm looking forward to it got a full clinic here so uh it's gonna be good um for this uh this week's meal tip tuesday i'll get right to it um we need to be what we want our meals to become i need to be closer over here your face is cut off all right sorry <laughs> we need to be what we want our meals to become uh, what this means to me is, um, you know, we want our meals to be trustworthy. We need to be trustworthy. We want our meals to be honest. We need to be honest. We want our meals to have a good work ethic. We need to have a good work ethic. Um, too many of us, we expect our meals to be something and yet we can't match that. Uh, so it's real important to me that we, we try to, we try to do this. And one thing I'm working on personally is patience. This guy's always accusing me of not being patient. I just always laugh when you guys come up to me and make a comment about how patient he is. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm very, very patient with the mules and with people, but other things in life. Um, like traffic. Hey, I was really good today. Yeah, we're good today. I was great today. <laughs> I didn't lose my patience one time today. But uh, anyways, you can, you can pretty well take anything that you want your mule to be and... You need to work on the same things. Like being soft. You want your meal to be soft. Yes. Well, you got to be soft. It amazes me. That's a good example, Sky. It amazes me how many people come to the clinic and they say just that. Their goal is to work on getting their meal softer, and yet sometimes they don't realize how, how much they're pulling on the reins or how much they're kicking their mules or, or what they're doing. They, they're not, they're just not aware of it. You know, I, nobody, I don't think anybody that is working on being soft means to be tough, but... It can it can be that way. So you got to kind of think about that. You know, we want our meals to be independent. This is the most common thing I see, and this is kind of what what uh, what reminded me to talk about this this week is we want our meals to be brave and not be herd bound. We want them to be independent. Um, but it's interesting how many folks that that want their meals to be independent like this never leave the group. Um, you know. Again, you need to be what you want your meal to become. So that's my tip for you this week. And 
just think about that in all aspects. You know, those of you guys that are watching right now, I want you to think about, okay, what would I like my mule to be? Okay, maybe you write that down. And in fact, post it here in the comments. I'd love to see you guys post it. What do you want your mules to be? You want them to be independent? You want them to be... Uh, soft, tender, soft, accurate, punctual. Yeah, all those things we teach in the <laughs> clinics. Um, you guys need to work on those same things. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Those are my four favorite words. You guys have been to the clinics. You guys have heard me say that every single clinic. We're trying to get our meals soft, centered, accurate, and punctual. And so, anyways, hopefully that gives you something to work on this week. Uh, anything you want to add to that yeah. tip today, Sky? Somebody, somebody at one of the clinics said, "What was it that? What were the words?" That went with the scap, and I said, "What <laughs> scap? Like, what are you talking about?" Yeah. But it, she was referring to the. She wrote. She couldn't write fast enough, and so she just got the letters in. But so yeah, scap. just remember scap. Scap. <laughs> Not scat. Whatever. Not scat. That's something different. <laughs> <laughs> Soft, centered, accurate, punctual. That's what I want my mules to be. So that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm trying to trying to achieve. So, and that takes a long time. But anyways, I hope that uh, hope that gives you something to think about today. Um, let's talk about this week's uh, Everyday Mulemanship Challenge. I appreciate you guys working on it. Um, I've been uh, watching on the group. Lots of you guys have been posting your videos, working with these mules. So this week's lesson, those of you that are unfamiliar, you need to check your emails, check your inbox. They should be there if you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, go to my website, tsmules.com. On the home page, scroll down to the bottom click subscribe it's there but anyways this week's lesson is backing up and sending across um those of you that have done our foundation class you know you've struggled at this um this is a challenge uh the biggest tip i want to give you on this week's exercise is to be sure that your mule is soft backing up before you ask them to go across with the front if you don't know what i'm talking about you need to watch this week's uh, this week's challenge and read um, the little article I sent with you with the email. Check that out. But they need to be soft going back. If they're not soft backing up, okay. If they're if you're backing them up off the halter and they're heavy on the front, then you then you know that it's going to be real challenging to be able to send them across. Okay, so that's going to be a pain to you. So work on that. Get them get them real soft and you don't want them heavy on your arm. So if it feels like you got a you got a brick wall on the other side of that halter. Well, don't send them across yet. Keep working on the backup. What other questions you got with that? Um, I don't know that I've had really questions. Just just a lot of people having a hard time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that this is a hard one, but you know it'll be it'll be something you appreciate. Um, those of you that have done our mulemanship one and two classes, you should recognize that move that we do. We do the same thing in the saddle. So. It's going to be coming up later on, and you want to be good at it. Um, it's going to help you with a lot of other things. So, anything that? Um, no, but I was just looking at people's comments and mm -hmm. what they're saying, what they want their mule to be. And I saw Cassie's comment. Um, she said she tries to treat her mule the way she wants to be treated. And I thought that was a good, a good thought. That is a really good thought. A lot of us don't do that, you know. Um, it's amazing. Don't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, but. I try to treat the mules the same way that I'd like to be treated if I was in the same circumstance. So think of yourself as the mule and, and you know, how would you want to be taught these things? And, uh, you know, there's the Ray Hunt and Tom Dorrance coined the saying, you know, make the right thing easy, wrong thing difficult. 
and we focus way too often on making the wrong thing difficult and we need to try to make the right thing easy so anyways that's a good comment there too for me i they always just remind me of kids you know so i try <laughs> to think of them as kids yeah and you know like teaching my little swayze i have to kind of yep. sometimes i can relate it because i want you know i they're animals but they're still kind of part of our family yep so treat them well yeah, so anyways, that's your tip for the week. Let me uh, know what you think about that. Post in the comments. Tell me your, your thoughts. So let's get to some questions we got. Um, there's a few we didn't get answered last week. Those of you that are watching, if you have a question for us this week, start posting them on the feed here, the live feed, and we'll get to them uh, when the time gets close. So let's see. We've got a couple questions starting out, though. Lori Dodge, she was on here. Yeah, I saw Lori's name on here. Yeah. She asked about how old, uh, she has a young mule and wondered when she can bring them to a clinic. Good question, Lori. Um, the foundation class we do is great for the young ones. Uh, I recommend yearlings, although we've had some weanlings and stuff. But, you know, the weanlings, they learn more being out with a herd. I just soon them be out with the other mules. They'll teach them more than we can. But the yearlings, it's, uh, it's great to get them in the foundation class. They can handle the three hours a day in that clinic so yeah i'd say i'd say yearlings and and uh, and then onward for the foundation class no problem they can learn all this groundwork what else we got all right and then um helena taft asked about hosting a clinic okay. if you could mention what's required of the facility right. and what you need as a clinician to know or what you need to know before coming yeah out. if you want to host a clinic that's a good question helena and this is the time of year that we are getting applications in for 2021 and actually i've booked four i think i booked four clinics for 2022 already so if you want to host a clinic you can go to our website tsmules.com click on clinics scroll down to the host a clinic tab and we have our application on there um i like people that have been to a clinic and rode with me to host i i i'm a little uh, worrisome about new people that don't know me because excuse me bless you uh people that haven't been to a clinic because you guys everybody on here they everybody knows me on here it seems i see lots of uh, names on here i know um you know we teach a particular style of mulemanship and if you're not into this style then you're not going to enjoy the class you just won't you know um so i want uh, people that that are interested in this style of mulemanship hosting my clinics and also i like them to come to a clinic so they know how to how to handle it and they kind of know how things run and they know how i am and and uh, know kind of our standards of uh, hosting a clinic. So, that it? There, There's. It seemed um, like you told me a couple more. Yeah. Darl Bronson. Darl, your cousin. We just met. I found out we're related. <laughs> yeah. Darl came over to do a clinic and we got talking, and, anyways, found out he's Sky's cousin. And so. his daughter's middle name is Sky. I was pretty excited go. about a, that. What's his question? Okay. Yeah. I saw him on here. Yeah, I did. All right. Um, he said, what's the proper way to introduce new mules to each other? Do you keep them separate or just throw them in and let them figure out their pecking order? Uh, good question, Darl. Um, I'm pretty simple. I just, I'll get a new one. I'll just turn it out. Uh, unless it's a, a weanling or a yearling or something. If they're, if they're young, I'll just, uh, put them next to the other mules in a different corral. But if I get a new mule in, you know, you hear people talking about, oh, they need to stay in a stall by themselves and, you know, bond or whatever you hear people say i just turn them out in the herd um i want them to get uh, get associated as quick as possible 
and get settled in there. You know, these are herd animals. Mules are herd animals. They're meant to be with others. They need to be with others. And I am very much concerned, Darl, about getting a mule in a good frame of mind as quick as I can. So I'll just turn them out, let them get part of the herd, and uh, and I'll be working with them every day. So, good question. And I had one more from Vicki. Okay, Vicki Lawson. She so, asked, um, she said, when I ask Trudy to lope <clears throat> with little to no contact on her mouth, she will sling her head around as if playing or goofing off. Do I ignore it or correct her or what do I do? Well, when you're working on it, you know, I, I've seen meals. In fact, uh, it's just it's just yesterday I was I was trotting home from uh, helping my buddy my buddy Ross in town with his cows, and I was trotting home, and then I kicked kicked Riyad up into just a little bit of a lope, and and uh, next thing I know, she's kind of slinging her head, feeling good. <laughs> so I said, "No, we're we're not running off together, Riyadh. That's not that's <laughs> she not was what so we're doing." Happy, she was staying. She was staying with me. It wasn't like she was dodging or diving. She just swinging her, slinging her head, feeling good. Anyways, uh, I will just kind of get them redirected if if I'm trotting or or working at the canter or the lope, and they start doing something with their head like that. I'll just redirect. So I might make some corners. I might make some turns. I might roll the hinds, return to my trail, um, redirect that mind. I want them to remember, hey, I'm up here and you need to be centered. So I'm going to do what it takes to get them centered again. And, you know, all these exercises that we teach in the clinics, dozens and dozens of them, you know, the checklist, any of those things you can do, Vicki, and get that meal centered again. That's what I do. So good question. Oh, where'd it go? All right. We got uh, some live questions coming in yet? Yes. Okay, let's get to them. Um, we've had a few people having the same issues with clearing the front still. Okay. Um, one is when they're stepping off with the the offset rather than the reach, and they're wondering okay. if they're supposed to correct that or what they do about it. So if I got the question right, you guys are working on clearing the front, which is a, f- a few tasks ago, a few exercises, a few challenges ago, right? Which means they're still working on it. That's good. I'm glad you guys are working on this stuff. We're trying to get it down. Remember, you don't have to have this stuff perfect to move on. I want to. I've said that every week, I think. But um, in regards to clearing the front, and if they offset first or cross over before reaching, uh, uh, part of clearing the front is just that clearing that front end, getting that good reaching foot to the outside. I really want that. Um, uh, I ride my mule as if, even if they're never going to be around cattle, as if I'm making a cow mule and a balanced mule and one with some straightness so i want that reaching foot now this is challenging to get especially if your mule is forward and especially if they're pushy okay so it's important to drive toward them so if i'm standing in front of the mule just like i'm in front of this camera right here i will drive forward toward the mule's shoulder directing my energy and my life at the point of the shoulder and you have to kind of sit there. Watch back. that. Watch that video. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, it's what challenge is it? Isn't it week number two? I think it's week Clearing number two. Front? Yeah, no, or three. It's like four, I think. No, that's the first <laughs> exercise. Know. Wasn't one. I, go back and I think it's <laughs> uh, number one was committing. Number two was catching with quality. So I think. And then flexing. Yeah, so maybe four or five. Anyways, go there. Watch the video closely. Also. It's on our groundwork DVD, so you can check it out there too. So, anyways, and to add to yeah. that, you kind of answered it, but um, Judy Smith asked about with Sue. She said she tends to move 
she said she'll go the way she's asking, but mm -hmm. she tends to walk forward and then to the side. So Yeah, a little bit more drive towards the mule. So you want that mule to kind of load it. Well, you do want it to load its haunches and get off the front. And you'll notice the, this week's exercise um, will help with that clearing the front too. And clearing the front helps with this week's exercise. So anyways, it's a challenge. Keep working at it. Just do a little, little every day. Just keep. Just keep playing around with it. It's not a big deal, you know. Just have fun with it, and yeah, and all this stuff will pay off. Uh, you know, the coming exercises, we got one or two more on the ground, and then we're in the saddle. So these things will really help with saddle work and help you down the road. So keep working at it. What's the what else we got here, Sky? Okay, Donna Simmons. All right, she Donna. asked, at what age do you turn the young ones out with the adults? I know she has a young. Um, I got my weanling. Well, how old are our weanlings now? Eight months. They're eight months. I have ours. They're eight months old, and they're out with the whole herd. You had them out even. The I last... had them out three months ago. So maybe the last month there. Or no, I had I had them out. We've been home, so it's been since November. So how old were they in November? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so five months. I turned them out as um, soon as possible. You know, and and. Uh, you know, especially if you got some good mules. You know, my mules are in good frame of mind. They're not going to be jerks too bad, you know. So it just depends on your mule. If you got your mules and they're running them around, you know, they're giving them a hard time, you know, you might pull them out. Remember that mules play a lot harder than we do. So i got a lot of people that are concerned about their mules fighting, biting each other, kicking each other. They're a lot tougher than we are. And that's how they kind of, uh, you know, deal with each other. That's their little herd hierarchy that they're working through. And that's how they socialize. It's a little different than us. so It's, you gotta... it's important for them. It is. And I like the babies learn some manners from the other mules. They learn they can't push and, and you know, kind of be little jerks. You know, they get some social skills. So that's important to me. Okay. Let's take another one. Donna Tillman. Okay. She said, he backs fine, but when I ask him to go across, he takes it as an opportunity to whirl and bolt. This happens no matter how soft I ask. So... He's pulling away. He's going to push him across, or to move him across, and he goes, ah, and leaves. Okay. <laughs> that's that's how this, I interpreted yeah. it. Yeah, well, you can go back to that clearing the front exercise then and get that better, Donna. Uh, that'll be that'll be a big key to this. Um, they shouldn't be so touchy at this point, and if they are, just go back and work on each little step. <clears throat> and you guys, too, when you work on this, don't be afraid to kind of turn it up a little bit and... Uh, and and make them work so a lot of people with this groundwork especially if they have a mule like that that wants to bolt away or or pull away like that it's funny people get real touchy about that and and they get a little timid about asking for that question you know asking these mules questions so if you have a mule like this that's wanting to pull away and, and give you trouble then i'd take it into a round pen or a smaller space where you can uh, not be so worried about losing them, you know, that way you're not losing them out on 50 acres or something, you know, so take them in a round pen, work on this. If you lose them, start over again, go through the steps that we teach in our ready to catch video, go through those things, catch them up again and start over. So that's what I do. We got time for, let's take one more sky. Okay. Did she just ask one? That was a new one. Um, did we do this one yet? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I can't remember because I read them all first. Um, Lucy Hill, she said... We didn't her, do that one, no. Okay. She said her mule tries to avoid half circles by moving in towards her. Okay. 
when she's trying to do the half circles, but he doesn't do it when she's just doing circles. Yeah, so when you and guys are working the gap. when you're working on the half circles or full circles or any of this groundwork, that mule needs to stay centered. Remember being centered is is keeping the mule where you want them to be and you got to make it, you know, wherever you guys want the mule to be, you need to make that the easy place to be, okay? So I don't want the mule crowding me. I don't want the mule pushing in in on me. So I'm going to I'm going to try to make it as easy as I can to keep them centered. So so as we're working on this and they crowd in a little bit, then I I will drive either at the there's a whole bunch of different points on the mule. You got right behind the head, so at the you know, right behind the the pole there, you got the base of the neck or the point of the shoulder, you got right behind the shoulder, you got the ribs forward, you got the ribs centered, the ribs back, and the hip. There's all these different points. So you, you can kind of break your mule down into these little pieces here and uh and you can use the tail end of your rope or your flag, whatever you're doing to, to help them help them stay centered there. So anyways, I hope that makes sense there. That's some good questions, but uh Sky ran out. <laughs> it sounded like uh, Swayze took a fall. She's out there crying, so Sky left me. Uh she's taking care of it. She's a good mom. But anyways, well, uh got another good meal tip Tuesday behind us now. Be sure to send us some questions. If you guys got more questions for next week let me know. I'm happy to help. Keep up the good work on uh, the Everyday Mealmanship Challenges. A um, couple things. Those of you that didn't know, we got a, a we got a new podcast. And it's up on Spotify. I'm still waiting to hear back from Apple Podcasts to, to see if it, they'll accept it on there. I'm sure they will if they're just taking forever. But uh, this past week, we did an interview with Joe G. Those of you that know Joe know that he's an awesome man, good guy. And we did a really cool interview with Joe, and he's a great storyteller. Uh, there's a lot of you on here that I know have gone through some some traumatic incidents with mules or horses or donkeys or whatever, and uh, you're trying to come back from that. I know a lot of you come to clinics for some confidence, and Joe has a cool story that you might want to hear. So go to uh, go to if you got Spotify. Uh, Go to uh, look up Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans and uh, listen to the recent one from Joe. Those of you that got our newsletter, those of you that are subscribed to the emails, um, it, I put the link in there too, so be sure to check that out. Joe did a great job, and we got a got a bunch of good interviews that we'll be posting on there coming up, so it'll be a good deal. But thanks for watching, guys. I appreciate all of you, and uh, we'll stay in touch. God bless you. We'll see you down the road.